Welcome to Cultural Quarter of an Hour with me, Charlotte Foster. This is a podcast all about Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire. We are unashamedly positive about the area and we unashamedly sing this area's praises. We do this by looking at the area's culture. Now, this can be anything from events that are taking place, history of the area, but most importantly, it is the people. Welcome to this week's podcast. And in this week's episode, I was really excited to be invited by Nicola Winstanley to go along to Clayhead in Stoke to find out a bit more about her project, which is all about shards of pottery. I'm not going to lie. This is all brand new to me, this collecting of shards. So off I went and boy, did I have fun. It's a, it's a quite a small shard. It's about maybe, what would you say there, Jonathan? We say about two, a centimetre by a centimetre. This project isn't a project in the way that I would think usually about projects. Um, I've been a freelance artist for about 10 years now and... I was longing to do something that was really just about my own passion. I can't get away from the fact that I like working with the community and and connecting with other people though, so that's what this project's done. But it really was born out of my love of collecting shards, which I've done since I was young. Um, My first thing that I wanted to be when I was young was an archaeologist. I'm always looking at the ground. Um, When everybody else is sort of looking out, I'm looking down. And it came at a point last year where I was searching for my own sort of joy in my work and I looked to where that is and for me it was collecting shards. So I decided to open that out to other people and to explore my love of these shards a little bit more and I've been able to do that with the help of uh, artists, the AN bursary which I got uh, earlier this year and so this is very much the start of that project. Now, anyone locally listening will know exactly what you're talking about when you're saying the shards. Uh, But for me, this is a brand new concept. Tell me more about it, please. Okay, so one thing that I think is really interesting, well, so many things I think that are really interesting about Stoke-on-Trent is that um, the history is in the ground, quite literally buried under the ground, not only from the initial clay that was dug up on the roadsides of the farmers hundreds of years ago to make the ceramics that made this city, but the shards of pottery that went back into the ground when they were used and done for and discarded. So there's a cyclical nature, I think, is that Stoke-on-Trent is the shape it is because of what's under the ground. It's, um, it exists because of what's under the ground. And now we've got these things that are made of the same stuff from earth, from coal, fire and, and, and minerals, but have passed through so many people's hands and they've become decorated and they've got a cultural resonance and they are in the place that they were made. And there's something just really exciting about that for me. These are broken bits of pottery, essentially. That yeah, I haven't even said that yet. <laughs> yes, they are broken bits of pottery. It's just uh, it's as simple as that. But it isn't, is it? Not it's not me, that simple. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. No, it means a lot more to me. And my the thing that really interests me in my practice is Stoke-on-Trent as a city, um, as a culture, um, as a history and as a future, really. And my interest is in 
regeneration and place and how a city like Stoke-on-Trent can grow into the future. Um, and I look to physical locations for the answers for that and I look to the people and conversations for the answers to that. And so this project of um, finding shards more purposefully because in in my um, just general life, I just pick them up as I saw them, put them in my pocket and they'd stay there or in my bag or anywhere for, for months and months. The, the idea of this project is that I'm picking them up purposefully. I'm spatial, at location. I'm making notes, I'm taking recordings, I'm doing drawings, and then I'm writing about the finding of these shards and what it means to the place that they were found, the history of the place that they were found, um, and what it what the future of the place that they were found could be. So in a sense, it's just a way of talking and writing and having conversations about place. And sort of cataloguing them, aren't we, at the moment today? Absolutely. So the cataloguing actually, as well as being sort of a geeky pleasure of mine, of being able to put things in order, is also a way to open it up to people. So the idea is that the taxonomical system that I've created is um, one that anyone could take part in with their own shard. So it's a lot simpler than it sounds. It's just answering a number of questions about the object they have in their hand. So that could be what size it is, what thickness it is, what's what's on it, how does it feel, what do you think it's made of? And it's all a matter of interpretation. There's no real science to this. Um, so the idea is that eventually I could potentially put this onto the internet or open it up to wider community to catalogue their shards and they can appear beside everybody else's shards and if they want to they can write about where they found it and what they think about where they found it and in a way they can put piece back together a collective shared story of Stoke-on-Trent. And what reaction have you had so far? It's been really busy I couldn't believe it because it's a passion project I, um, I was not hung on the idea of many people coming here today I expected it would be me and Danny talking at length over a cup of tea and a group of shards. Um, And if anyone came, that would be the cherry on top. But it hasn't stopped all day. There have been people coming in with their collections, with their thoughts and feelings and about the shards they have, where they found them, where they keep them, what what the intellectual property of these shards are. Do, Do they belong to them? Do they still belong to the maker? Do they belong to people that whose land they found them on. There's been a lot of really interesting questions and queries and just the general love of holding them, collecting them and sharing them. I think what is exciting for me is it is a tiny piece. It's a fragment of history and you you don't know. Your imagination can run completely wild, can't it? Absolutely. And what I've tried to do in the writing that I've done about the shards is to connect what, um, if, if there's a pattern on the shard, connect that pattern to where... I found it and try and find some sort of a metaphorical reference or a linking point between what it looks like, what it might have been and what the f- present situation is. Because I think there's, there is a, um, a danger of being looking back too much and looking back to a sort of a glory days of an industry which it has got its problems because obviously there, you know, there, con- there was conditions that weren't great for everyone. So there's a danger in just looking back. So I'm, what I'm really interested in is looking at the present and the future as well as the history and linking those things together to make something that's generative. Do you have a favourite shard? That is a question. Oh, I don't know if I could choose between them. It's like children, really, I guess, isn't it? I've got one that I found 
About three months ago, um, someone was digging up the road, council was digging up the road outside of Tesco in Hanley, right at the bottom of the dead end road above Tesco, where the Chinese restaurant is. Um, and there was loads of pottery coming out of the ground from where they were, I think they were working on gas pipes. And there was a small um, fragment of a pig's head. It must have been a, a little figurine of a pig. And uh, I jumped in there to, to grab it straight away. I was like, that's fantastic. And then I saw the, the guy from the gas company coming down the road saying, have you got, you got permission to be in there? And I was like, sorry, sorry. But I just wanted, I, I wish I had a high-vis jacket so I could have looked legitimate and had a real good search through it. But that's my current favourite piece. And when you look back at your collection, does it, I guess you can place you as well as the pieces, can't you? Absolutely right. Yeah, it is a moment in time. I think some a lot of the ones I have, I've just done unconsciously. But now I'm thinking about them in terms of the place that they're found. Then absolutely, I can place myself there and I can place myself and the situation that that place is in as well. So a lot of these things are found in waste ground in places that used to be um, prosperous and industrious and now aren't. And there's a moment in time fixed there from when that went into the ground in a probably industrious period to when it got extracted from the ground and maybe a not so industrious period. Um, so there is um, a narrative to it and it's one that, yeah, I do remember and hopefully if I can write about then that gets fixed in time. What are you going to do with all your shards? Well, at the moment I, I display them at home um, but I, I, what I've been doing here is I've been putting them into bags with some of the debris around them from where I collected them so I've got them in situ I've even got one there that's still in the mossy section that I extracted it from and it, interestingly I put it in the bag and then um, plants have started to sprout inside the bag so now it's actually part of a small ecosystem so at the moment they're in their bags um, and I've got uh, labels to put on them to put the taxonomy code on there but I'm not sure what to do with them in the future. Maybe exhibit them, maybe have them catalogued on the internet. I'm not sure. I'm up for su to suggestions, really. Could be the next part two. Indeed. I am working with um, uh, Jess from Red Fox Blue Monkey. She is a um, uh, silversmith. So next week I'm going to her with some of my shards to um, experiment with setting them in silver. Um, and I think that the reason for that for me was... It was almost like when it's mining for precious stones, the idea that these little broken shards could be like treasures of the earth and, and then preserved in, in things that would, might look like jewellery. So I'm going to have a go with that. I'm not, it might not be the way that I, t I go with them in the future, but I'm, I'm keeping it open. But it could even be off a tile, couldn't it, with the, um, like the, the, the design? Okay, that's interesting. How flat is it from the... I would say... It's slightly it's, concave. There's a slight concave yeah, so from that, so I would tile. say not a tile. Nope. Each and every shard has a, a fabulous story to unpack, as we, and that's this great project uh, for the love of shards. And I think many of us, you know, particularly in this city, but I think across the country, across the world in reality, pick up fragments of pottery and lots of other things, glass, etc., etc. But in, in our case, certainly pottery. We, we're a city that's got its archaeology on the surface, which is quite incredible. You don't even have to dig for it. It's in everywhere you look, and the more you tune into that, um, you will find 
you know, find lots and lots of different pieces of, of, of our history and even um, in some places, obviously, some, some of our current um, cultural output and crea- creative ceramics, which is exciting. So I think each piece, however simple, even a small, simple piece of white china that people wouldn't even perhaps look at you know in the first place let alone a you know second time but even that the people involved in the production of that the, the backstory we were talking about the import of raw materials perhaps it was china clay from you know from cornwall exported through one of their ports like par up around the coast on you know perhaps sailing ships in the early days and into in, into to steam steamships um offloaded onto sailing flats probably and and Runcorn Gap and onto a narrowboat and up the Trenton Mersey Um, just before you even get to making that into the most simple plain piece of ceramic that becomes the shard you know there's a huge amount of people involved in its production in in the production of the the production of the raw materials the transit or export and import in our case of those raw materials um before it, it is then made into something that then is used, has a life. You know, people's food has perhaps been in this bowl. People, perhaps it had sugar in it. it again, came from all parts of the, the globe. I like the, the sound that might have been made when put somebody put a teaspoon in to get some sugar from this bowl and clanked a piece of maybe Sheffield stainless steel in their teaspoon against a piece of Stoke-on-Trent made ceramics. Um, But somebody held that teaspoon, somebody tasted that cup of tea with some sugar in it. That makes me excited, just this most simple piece of ceramics has this beautiful community of people involved, not just in its manufacture, but its life and its soul. And I think what, what Nicola's doing is just really getting people to reflect on that, review it, think about it, Think about how important, um, and in in very simple way, how how connected they are with something. We're holding it, and we're holding it in the hand. It's a beautiful thing to hold. So that's one of the things I think we all understand in this city. Of course, it tastes better in a fine fine bone china cup. You know, that's tea. But um, it's just it's it, for me. It's also just another piece of the jigsaw puzzle of this beautiful world class heritage i told you i had fun there were so many interesting people there uh you heard also in that episode me chatting to danny callahan from ceramic city stories we'll be chatting to him about what he's up to in a podcast episode in the near future he gave me a little sneak peek which i'm not allowed to share with you just yet but it is very exciting and well worth staying tuned for now this is where i normally say come back next week to listen to the next episode uh not sure if I'm going to be able to get an episode out next week. I have a few things going on in my personal life um, and then I'm away for a little bit as well. Fingers crossed I have a plan, just not sure if I can get that plan into action but do stay tuned, do follow social media so go check us out on Facebook, Twitter etc. I will keep you updated there and also just do some little pictures and stuff some tweets some messages and you can get in touch with me there as well so fingers crossed come back next wednesday there'll be another episode if not 
definitely back the week after, ready for more culture in Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire. <laughs>